Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite jingle jangle episode here of no Gina. What is that sound? What is happening now? It's now. It's what is going on over there? Hang on, hang on. I thought I could incorporate it into the intro, but it was too distracting. This is knowing it's half the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about. Geez, what is happening? Davy and Goliath. Their Thanksgiving episode, <laughs> hand-picked, hand-selected by TV's Gina Ippolito. We just did a watch party with some of our patrons on Patreon, and we had a blast doing it, I will say right now. This is Knowing It's Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Buckman. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we are, uh, are you, uh, do you got it under control over there, Gina? Do we? You know, I don't know. There's the cats run the house. I've also started to sort of like pack up for a move. And I think that they, right. they are aware of this and are not, and are, are, are especially punchy, but you know, who knows? And so they, they just got sleigh bells and are ringing them in your <laughs> microphone. What is happening here? <laughs> Uh, look, Doc's playing with toys. Merlin wants to be fed. I feel like it's pretty normal cat behavior. My cats never do either of those things. Eat That's because or play. your cats hate you. I don't buy loud toys for my cats because I already have a child. Yeah, well, that's your work? decision. Well, I... I think I think you just explained it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Channing Sherman who wasn't sure if he was going to show up to the the Patreon exclusive because he's got work in the morning and he's on some not Los Angeles time, but he powered through what proved to be a terrible. Thanksgiving holiday special episode of a special cartoon. Uh, shout out to everybody. Channing Sherman showed up. Brian Rapp was there. We had Guama. We had Jerry. And we had Psycho, uh, Psycho Andy. Andy was there. Yeah. Absolutely. And I believe, was there one more person? I think there was one more person. Maybe not. I don't know. It's late. My point is, we're talking about Davy and Goliath. Now, Davy and Goliath, for all you youngsters out there, you might not even conceive that a show like Davy and Goliath was ever on TV 
or was popular. And I don't know if it was ever really popular, but it definitely like wormed its way into the public subconscious back in the 1960s, uh, early 60s, when things were quite different in this country. We were perhaps a little less secular and a little bit more religious in there. And so imagine Dave- Wallace and Gromit if sure. Ardman hated you. If okay. you lived yeah. in uh-huh. hell and Ardman were was was doing the uh the weekly movie and it's uh it's something like that. Yeah. I, I will say I will admit that I only became aware of it when they started doing the mad TV parodies of it. Uh, which I assume everyone remembers, but it was basically like sort of, you know, the, the son of Sam allegedly heard, like heard a dog talk to him. So I think there, theirs was like Davy and the son of Goliath. And it was just like Davy, you know, little, little kid, little claymation kid, Davy and his dog. And the dog was just like, well, why don't you just kill everyone, Davy? <laughs> and that was when I first became aware that there was a show in the sixties that, that they were now like dubbing over with, with these things, I guess. <laughs> See, uh, well, as, as I just learned, uh, Davy and Goliath made by the Lutheran church. So that's literally whose name is on the production. It was made by the Lutheran church and this stuff aired on, uh, you know, like the religious channel, you know, like the one that would play opposite the Saturday morning cartoons, but also would put like televangelists and stuff on there and intermixed with all that. You'd get Davy and Goliath cartoons when I was a kid growing up. So I've seen them. I wouldn't say I was actively seeking them out, but highly aware of them. And and the one show that I think about that kind of like, it's, it's, here's the, it's stop motion animation, kind of like those Rankin Bass uh, specials, uh-huh. except those had a lot more production value behind them. These are made very, very cheaply as we'll hey, get they're into. Made on, they're made on church donations, man. Yeah. So they should have a lot of money as far as I was concerned. <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, the one show that actually came out fairly ish recently was on uh, adult swim called moral oral. Yes, if you've ever seen yes. moral oral, uh, 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 yeah, they know exactly what they're doing there. It is a crazy, psychotic, very, very uh, effed up version of Davy and Goliath. They're doing Davy yeah. and Goliath, but they're doing it evil. That's their whole deal. And it keeps getting, as they kept inexplicably getting season after season, they just started getting so bizarre. They started making episodes they couldn't even air because they were so effed up. Like, that's that's where we were at. Uh, honest, I just I, did a quick Google search and it's been Davy and Goliath has been parodied on mad TV on the Simpsons on robot chicken. So I guess a lot of people were, were aware of it. I just was not until I started to see the parodies popping up, I guess. Yeah. If you're, if you're roughly, if you're a Gen Xer as I am and uh, you grew up probably in the Midwest, I'm guessing this, this was absolutely in your sphere. This just was. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure too many Italians in in on the East Coast or have a need for Lutheran Church propaganda because they're gothic <laughs> heathens. Yes, we understand that. <laughs> well, enjoy hell, Gina. My point is, <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, so, David and Goliath. This is it. it it's it's about a, a at its core, I suppose, it's about Davy and Goliath, two characters. Davy being a young churchy boy and Goliath being his dog. But it's also about the family, about uh, uh, church lessons being taught through, in this case, a big flashback to the pilgrims. To you know, it, it it's it's a whole deal. It's very preachy, and we I I will say 
even more problematic than I was expecting it to be. Really? Church propaganda from the 1960s. Oh, to me, this was way less problematic than oh, I Oh, really? Expected. You yeah. felt that the depiction Gina of Native, Native Americans Native was American. acceptable. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Ching. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like we all, like, in the 80s, that was, like, in the 80s, the depiction of Native Americans around Thanksgiving was always that they were eager to help. Yes. And so I expected this to be more racist than the cartoons in the 80s. Interesting. And it okay. wasn't. It to me it to me was exactly what I remember of like what we were taught of of it being like, yeah, the white man set foot on this land and then the the Indians were like, "Yay, we're going to help you grow corn." Like that's what I remember cartoons being in the 80s whenever there was talk of Thanksgiving. Fair. So to, so I thought that this was going to be like even worse. I thought they were going to just be like like getting slaughtered and, and like the, the no. white man was going to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You thought that Davy and Goliath are going to go back and murder Native Americans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Uh, they are not as malicious as you were expecting because they are much stupider. These okay. characters are much dumber than the version you would find in an 80s cartoon. They're, that's yeah. that's true, but did you find it more more problematic, less problematic, or about what you expected, Jan? I found it problematic in a different way. Okay. Well, okay. I can't wait to hear all about that. <laughs> um, as this episode of Davy and Goliath opens, as we learn it's made by the Lutheran, big placards is made by the Lutheran Church or something like that. Although apparently they're heavy into rockets, so like, you know, they're uh, religious folks who are into science. Yeah, they really wanted to step on the moon to see if Jesus was there. I assume that's that's a different episode of Davy and Goliath that we just haven't seen yet. Uh, well, yeah, we open with people playing horns and a pilgrim boy. And uh, we get a big argument, a big argument between Davy and his sister, Sally, where it's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that, she says. And he says, oh, come on. And I'm like, where are we going here? Because this is not this is already this is already uh, a raising an eyebrow. It turns out they're having a big old disagreement about what gift to get for mom. Now, as Psycho Andy during the watch pointed out, you can get mom more than one gift. As Psycho Andy pointed out on the uh, watch party, you can buy mom more than one gift. So I don't even understand where this argument is even coming from because he wants to get what mom something practical and she wants to get her one of uh, a doll uh, because a doll is fun. And but then it turns out she just wants to give her her own doll. And I think, that, come on, Sally, you just got to know you're in the wrong on this one. You just have to know that what you're saying is bullshit. You just what? have to know that. No, she she was thinking she loves her doll. So she wants to give her mom something that she herself loves because that's that's the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely uh, not. She was thinking, uh, I, I know. um I could make her a gift and show her that I love her. Thank uh, you. I could spend my money to get her a thing <laughs> that she would like, or I could just give her some old shit that I don't care about. She's guaranteed not going to give her one of her nice dolls. She's going to be like, hey, here's one of the crappy dolls, which I loved when I was two. <laughs> but this also kind of pointed out to me because like, why are we talking about gift giving? This is a Thanksgiving day special. I got very confused. But it turns out that uh, their mom's birthday is coming up. Also uh, adjunct to Thanksgiving, which I guess, I guess in this world, some people have a birthday on or around Thanksgiving. Right? <laughs> I guess. They just pissed a off an entire, 
an entire slew of people born that last week in November. Yeah, I just I wanna... think, I, look, if I wrote a character and then I wrote in there like they were born on Thanksgiving, every audience member would be like, bullshit. Like, I'm just saying that nobody would be buying it. I want a wiki for Davy and Goliath that just has all of the dates that has, goes through and like uh, checks every reference that they make to make sure that it all lines up. Thank you. Canon. When yeah. I'm watching the Goliath verse, I want to make sure <laughs> that this shit is tight. Yep. That's all I want. The DGEU. Everybody knows. <laughs> you. It. Thank you. Um, yeah. So it was, Davey wants to get mom a sweater, which let's face it, not a great gift, but he better than your sister's about, like, doll. She's frequently cold. Does he say that or something? He says uh, something she needs. Everybody in uh, every church uh, goer in the 1960s in the suburbs was cold. That is a known <laughs> fact about the 1960s is how frigid the winters were. So I li- I mean I like the fact that he's a little bit more practical. Like he's, Thank you. he's doing an A to B like mom says she's cold. So like and swe- a sweater will make her slightly less cold. Let's get her something she needs. She needs a sweater. I I appreciate that. Yeah, at least it makes sense, you know. I think she deserves a PlayStation 5, but I mean this is just me. I don't know. Mom finally comes home and uh, nobody helps her. (laughs) This was pointed out immediately as we all stand there watching a gape as mom comes in the door, says, hello, giant bags full of groceries. And they just (laughs) sit back. Dad's just sitting up, puts his feet up, reading a book. The kids are just like, hey, mom. And the mom's just like, I guess I'm going to unpack all this shit. Yeah, I got to say, like, clearly they're trying to save money on movement of this of oh, these claymation characters, but like the fact that the dad is just sitting there and the only thing that moves is like his foot moves every once in a while and his eyebrows, which every character in this show has terrifying eyebrows that just <laughs> every time they move slightly, it makes them look like they're fucking serial killers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the dad just sitting in a chair reading a book until his wife is like 98% done unloading the groceries. And True. then he just says, do you need any help? And she goes, no. <laughs> now, look, as what somebody who's pulled here. that move, yeah, I've pulled that yeah, move. Yeah, I know. You are this asshole dad. <laughs> look, I maybe, I maybe saw a little of myself in this guy, not for the best. Uh, maybe not the, my best work. The subtext here is, uh, uh, hey, can I help you uh, with anything over there? Will you actually help me? Yeah. Yes. If I say yes? Yes. It, no, it, it is- I'm not. Okay, yeah. well then, no, you don't need to help me at all. Also resonated with me, for the record. Yeah, 100% it was, he's going to come over there, and then he's going to say, okay, what do you want me to do? And then she's going to be like, ugh, all right. By the time I explain to you where the food goes in your own house, which is absolutely something you should know, I'm going to have been able to do it myself anyway. So no, I don't need your pathetic excuse for for helping. Well, I 100%. feel called out at this moment, uh, real hard. <laughs> feel you like should. we're all you feel like be. we're not talking about Davy and Goliath anymore, you guys. <laughs> mm, no, for, right. you guys every, here this every last week? night, every night before you go to bed, read just one little story on that big spreadsheet about emotional labor that women put together. Oh my <laughs> just god! Read one story. I feel so like so. You think I'm gonna take now. the? You think I'm gonna take the emotional labor to read this article about emotional <laughs> labor? You're gonna put that on me? Come on, Gina. <laughs> Listen. Anyway, so 
Goliath, the dog, wants to offer a gift, and that gift is a bone. Huh? Again, I, I think this is cute. He clearly loves his bone. I mean, I don't think it's cute. Everything about this is a horrifying fucking abortion of claymation. <laughs> it's it's just terrifying. Every it is terrifying. Every expression is terrifying. Every movement is terrifying. But if this wasn't a horrific, like, visual uh, vomit, it would be cute that a dog is like, you know what she needs? She needs a bone. And not just any bone. My special bone. Um, you know. You know. All of the jokes have already been made about, yes, he yep. wants to give her a bone. Uh, I think what is relevant here, uh, actually, I need to know if Goliath is actually a super smart dog, if uh, like Davy recognizes it, if the father recognizes it, because what the father says oh, yeah. when uh, uh, Goliath brings over the bone is, am I in your way? Like a sarcastic prick. Then he says, True. what do you want? And rolls his eyes as the dog is trying to convey some information to him. So either he's uh, just a dummy and the dog is trying to, you know, explain something to him or he understands what the dog is doing is like, oh, okay, I see how it is. You're going to try and show me up on her goddamn birthday. She's my wife, you little son of a bitch. (laughs) I will will send you to the goddamn pound. You try and come on to my woman. Yeah, I will just say, though, I'll say right now, if you had a dog and the dog suddenly started talking, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I have a fucking talking dog. This is crazy. The dog. But then, like, after you've had that dog for, like, two or three years and the dog's still talking, you'd just be like, I just no. want you to shut up. No, I here's just the thing. don't want to hear it, dog. Ray is Ray is not Ray is annoyed by this because he doesn't want something in the he doesn't want an animal in his house that he knows is smarter than he is. So that's why Ray would not be. How but, dare you? But this because this dad is a terrible person. This dad is just like, oh God, here goes the super smart dog again trying to. And then he's like, why don't you wrap it up, you little bitch? And the dog like goes and shocking. gets and gets wrapping paper. And everything about this dad, I want to, I want to tear his clay head off. Like I want him to die, like Mister Bill style, uh, uh, because he's just at this point even more insufferable than the groceries thing is being rude to a super smart dog. Oh, see, that's there's the angle. Okay, I knew, I knew eventually we were going to get somewhere aligned with that. Uh, I would say this show tries to present, it's from like, what, 1960? It's trying to present this slice of Americana of this leave it to beaver, you know, quiet, suburban, white, religious, middle-class family. And what it instead conveys is just just super problematic. Uh, And and this is where Moral Oral, I think, really, really scored because they did their versions of these same characters. But like the dad is a super alcoholic who won't leave his chair, you know, and it's just, and it's not that far off from what we actually see in the actual show itself. What I'm trying to say is if you haven't seen Moral Oral, you should probably maybe just the first season because it does get real, real weird, real fast. (laughs) Uh, Part of the reason why uh, Moral Oral can succeed is because uh, just like the, the nature of producing this thing, uh, they can't afford to have like, you know, this amazing uh, um, uh, stop motion. Like there's the, the rhythms are sometimes weird and there's a lot of long pauses, a lot of, you know, them. cause like this, you know, they're just moving these things by hand and it's probably crazy expensive just to have these, you know, uh, um, 
13 minute episodes. Uh, so like there, these silences and pauses and stuff, it feels so much, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. It feels like there are spaces where things are being left unsaid and everything feels vaguely creepy. Cause you're like, yeah, hey, why did you, why are you just staring at her? Are you, <laughs> you have a problem with it? What? Oh my God. Are you trying to kill her? Is this like some weird, like sexual <laughs> tension between well, we'll like get brother and sister? What is even? Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Also, I got to admit, like, uh, uh, I, I didn't know it was possible to capture the discomfort that I feel in real life when people start talking about religion. But yeah, this, <laughs> this commercial does it with all of those silences that again, like clearly, like claymation is hard and, and you know, they're, they're adding filler in there, but yeah, like everything is a bit unnatural and a bit slow. And I do feel like they, they managed to sort of bottle that feeling of someone saying to me like, Hey, why don't you come to church with me sometime? <laughs> yeah. I, I think just staring be- at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This, that's they, they captured that mood in this cartoon. Well, two things. One, it feels disjointed because it is disjointed. I think that's fair. And two, you know what, Gina, to what you just said, uh, it reminds me of when I used to wait tables like five lives ago. And sometimes you'd get the table that uh, won't pay their bill until they've had a chance to talk to you about their religion. Or uh-huh. they'll pay the bill, but the, you could see they haven't like, grabbed it to fill out the tip yet and then you all of a sudden get things like you know i was a young man like yourself once oh fuck off (laughs) i just want to do my job i've been harangued at a table it was my last table of the lunch shift at a mexican no at an italian restaurant i think yeah and uh uh uh, and this was back in my early 20s and i had a table of two basically youth counselors who used the opportunity to keep me standing there for a half an hour Ugh. To tell me about uh, 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 the greatness of the of the worlds beyond and how I should now should come to their church and left leaving me pamphlets. And the whole time it was for like a goddamn four dollar tip does not feel like it was worth it. I should have just walked away. I should have just walked away. I froze in the moment. And here's the worst part. And here's the worst part. One of my friends who was working there at the time. And she's just like, yo, what was that all about? You're talking with those guys for like a half hour. I said, they, 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 uh, uh, religion shanghaied me at the table. And she like, oh, I was going to come over and give you an excuse to leave, but you seemed super interested in what they have to say. And I say, maybe I am a good actor after all. I'm glad she did that to you. That's what you yeah. get for not reading about emotional labor. You know, it was a precursor. See, here's the other. I've already paid <laughs> off that crime, so now I don't have to read about it. That's the point. <laughs> That's at least the way I choose to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, don't be those people. You're probably not if you're listening to this show. <laughs> it's probably a fair statement. But if you know those people, tell them not to be those people because that's real, real poop. That's some real poop. Real poop. Yeah. Don't don't be those people. Okay, so one of my favorite lines ever, and Chan, you can talk about this, Gina. I'm sure you have a thought as well. Um, is when uh, uh, Davy comes out from the other room. I don't know. He just disappeared for a sec during the dog and dad scene, and he just busts out with, "What do you want to just play it, Chan?" Dad. Yes. What does the word provide mean? That is a leading question. That is <laughs> that is a kid with an agenda. I'll start yeah. there. Y'all, yeah. y'all had lots of feelings. I'd love to hear them. 
Uh, that's that's him calling out his dad for being a fucking terrible provider is yep. what I think. I think he's saying, yep. what does what does the word provide mean? What is a provider, dad? Oh, I don't have any good examples of what a provider is, dad. <laughs> what a good provider is. Maybe maybe you could explain it to me or or should I ask mom? <laughs> Man. Pretty rough. It's it's a rough moment uh, for us all. At which point now we talk about well, you know who the ultimate provider is. Ugh. the Lord. That's yeah. who. Uber Eats. Oh, also an Uber Eats, which has not been invented for about sixty more years. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry about that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, he says, well, you know, the Lord is a good provider. God is a good provider. So let's talk about the pilgrims. And I'm like, I didn't really, you know, I just had a simple question about, about English and word usage, dad. I didn't need a goddamn lecture. Didn't need it. But this, this weird kid loves lectures about God. He's a big fan about the pulpit. He loves it. He can't get enough. So we have a flashback where now him and his sister are are pilgrims and they're in a boat. It seemed like they were in a boat. Maybe they a were in boat? a warehouse. No, I no. thought they were in a storeroom of a boat that was coming they, over on the Mayflower, but whoa. that was just my, they were before on the land, context, but they yeah. do use barrels for storage. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a contextual thing. I didn't understand where we were and the way the camera was moving. I thought it was representing the ocean, but oh. then no, they are just in a warehouse on dry land here Dude, in the new world. They and, knocked those barrels over. Yeah. And the the camera angles were such a like, oh, are they dying now? Yeah, are they being yeah. buried under the all barrels. these barrels? Yeah. It clearly made it look like the barrels were coming straight at the camera and the camera was supposed to represent a prone Davy on yes. his back without being able to control it. And his sister, meanwhile, is looking at him die. That's what I took away from that scene until it ended. And they somehow were both still alive. Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on. I'm thinking about this now, and I'm wondering if this isn't an early Donnie Darko type situation where <laughs> he dies, uh, but then the story continues and he realizes like he's dead, been dead. Or like a sixth sense, one of those two. Either he has the choice to go back and uh, fix everything uh, where he stays alive, but the Indians don't show up or <laughs> he dies, and then we get to have Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, a real butterfly effect. Uh, oh, Jesus thing going on. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Is there a problem, Davy? Well, Dad, there was only one do left. Tommy said it was his. I said it was mine, and we began to fight, and it was wrong. We're sorry. Boys, why don't you give me the Mountain Dew? (laughs) Now let that be a lesson to you. What just happened here? We got hosed, Tommy. We got hosed. Oh, Davy. Now back to G.I. Joe. 
Yeah, and these barrels, like, so, yeah, to set the stage for what Gina just said, essentially we get we get uh, Davy and Sally, and they're sort of just like, hey, we're just talking, we're hanging out. And then they would cut to a real low-angle shot of these live-action barrels falling into the camera, <laughs> leading any normal viewer to think that Davy and Sally are being crushed by barrels. And what's wild about this is they don't want to pay for animation, but they, ha- they can do this live-action. That shit they can do in, like, a minute. So any chance they have to overuse a form of live action. So we watch different barrels fall comfortably 97 times in this one scene alone. Also, they they're stacked up like three high. They're all coming down and mm-hmm. then they're like, well, okay. And then they just, they just roll them up on their sides. So, you know, like, uh, yeah. sorry if, uh, you didn't have the thing, uh, uh, banged on tight enough. You're just going to lose all of your shit. Uh, because they didn't bother to set them back upright. Yeah, they're just going to fall again, guys. Also, why are you playing in here? This seems very uh, dangerous. You know, I, like, that was what I thought at first, too. I was like, oh, why did they set them up back up exactly how they were? But then I realized, you know, like, in olden times, things were things in barrels were very finicky. Maybe you can't set it up. Maybe there's some pickled eggs oh. in there, and you don't want all the pickled eggs to, like, be at the very bottom. You want them sort of better spread out for the pickling. Or maybe there's some like aged whiskey in there that that needs to be on its yeah. side instead These of its, pilgrims, its bottom. Gina. They're pilgrims. <laughs> they fucking left the continent because they didn't want to drink. <laughs> I Not think at least I think, I think at least one of them snuck in a barrel of whiskey. A whole Thank barrel. You. <laughs> and his name Saint Jack Daniels. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, also, uh, let us note that their names originally. I thought. Uh, 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 Davy's name was uh, Samson in this, and I don't know what that was about. But his name is Henry, and her name is Humility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The most important thing for a for the most important trait in a woman, humility. Yeah. Shut your mouth, lady. <laughs> yes, humility. One hundred percent. That's what this was. Because <laughs> his name is fucking Henry. Yeah. Normal ass name, and shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so they find a crack in the wall of this warehouse, which to me already bad design, bad design of this warehouse. Animals are going to crawl in through that. Just all, all across the board. They sucked. Yeah. Bad, bad deal. But they, <laughs> yeah. they're watching a uh, conversation between, I believe their father and the pastor or something like that. I, I mean, mean governor. I, the governor. Okay. Yeah, governor, also town a religious he's like, leader. I'm governor of this whole state that God. doesn't yet exist. Here's you know, the thing. I think about this a lot because of my sense of smell, and I think of any any sort of pre-showering regularly dental hygiene time, and it sounds <laughs> horrific to me. But like these guys just suck. Like everything about them, and then like when the when the woman chimes in later, and her voice is like, "Oh my god!" I I would just if I was like a young pilgrim brought over, I would just be like. Oh, fuck you guys. I am swimming to the nearest place that does not have any pilgrims. Because these two old guys are just so, they're they're just, you know, they're like the old white hand-wringing religious guys that you know are sort of like behind a barn getting a blowjob from an eight-year-old at some oh, point. Jesus. Yeah, and, yeah I and, definitely got that vibe. Like just the way they're animated is terrible and their voices are terrible. And it was like fingernails on a chalkboard. Well, and how about the fact that in this children's cartoon, a uh, religious cartoon about Thanksgiving, 
they bust out with, uh, hey, so you hear 44 people are dead. Yeah. Real yeah, specific. I- I out loud said, oh, my God. Like, they're just (laughs) like, oh, a lot of us are dying. We can't afford for more of us to die. And it's weird because they never really go into specifics, which they definitely could. They could like we we have we have we know enough history to be like, okay, they could have died of starvation. They could have died of disease. They could have died of vitamin deficiencies. Uh, but they just sort of leave it vague until until the end, and we'll get there, and it's very weird. It's real weird. They say, but thankfully, God is providing for us. And I say, well, thankfully, unfortunately, God didn't provide for those 44 people before you. F them, yeah. I guess. Bad yeah. job, God. Holy crap. I just looked it up. I was like, what did the pilgrims die of? Because uh, a little bit later, spoiler, they talk about like, hey, uh, you know that disease you're getting? Eat some fish. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, a lot of them were dying of scurvy and pneumonia. I was going to say scurvy, but yeah, like, fish, fish wouldn't. There. Fish would not help with that. Pneumonia also makes sense. Also, a thing fish would not help with. That's why I thought it was just supposed to be starvation oh, that hold they on. were dying from. But Lep- then it's spirosis. What is it? Here's another uh, thing: uh, a spirochete. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some other disease. Rat urine. Wow. Okay. You know what? I'm going to read this article later because yeah. like a hot mess. Uh, um, yeah. So maybe don't leave a hole in your warehouse if you have a problem with rat urine. You know what? <laughs> I mean, it, if they had gone into more detail, because like I know that that learning to salt fish and salt meat was a obviously a huge thing because you know, some like if you eat spoiled meat, you're going to fucking die. Uh, but again, they don't like, and I get, I guess it makes sense. I guess it makes sense that these guys are like, we're dying and we don't know why. And then later someone's like, yeah, eat fish instead of your fucking tainted meat. I guess maybe that's what it is. But again, in a children's cartoon, it's all very strange. It okay, is. Hold on. I'm sorry. Oh boy. I kept yeah. reading this goddamn article. <laughs> Turns out the pilgrims showed up. There was just an empty village there. And they're like, you know what? Well, we just chill here. God provides. He provided his freaking houses. The uh, the town was empty because they had all died of a fucking infectious disease. Oh my god! And uh. so they're just like, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna move in here. Oh, what is this weird disease we're getting? I wonder if there's a connection between this fucking abandoned village. And oh, a- you're not talking about Roanoke, right? No, no, no. Uh, Punxsutawn- Paxit- Patuxet. Oh, Punxsutawney. That's where Groundhog Day. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, because, because I mean, there's the abandoned colony of Roanoke that for years they had no idea yeah. like, like what had happened. And there were, there were, it's, it's very fascinating to me. I'm sure our listeners are smart, so I'm sure they all know about it, but just finding. I wouldn't bank on that. <laughs> but just like finding an entire colony empty of people, but with everything else still there and, no, and basically undisturbed is just so fascinating to me. Uh, uh, no, it seems spooky until you find out that basically they're real hungry, went over to the Indians and said, can we, 
marry you and please take care of us uh, in the way that white folks tend to do. Yeah. I love the fact so. that these folks were so religious. They, they just showed up at this new land and already prepackaged homes were on the thing. And their notion was God made these for us. <laughs> they didn't stop to think cause and effect that would get us to the situation. They were just like, it's a miracle. We have running water. Yeah. There is a dead moose in the well. <laughs> he provides. I don't know. That's that's crazy things, to me. A lot of things killed killed you back then. Lots I mean, of things. I mean, that's a fact. You had to have 13. You had to be Philip Rivers and have like 13 children just uh, because you were expecting to lose like nine of them. Yeah. Boy, there's a really detailed description of how spirochetes fuck you up in this article. Uh. Slate, thank you so much. Thank you for providing <laughs> the joy that I need. Man, think of these. You want to talk about explaining what providing is all about. <laughs> Daddy, what does spirochete mean? <laughs> well, son. Well, let me tell this- you about the time that I was in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this takes us to the next live action segment, because now we cut over to uh, Sally and, and Davey. I'm not learning their bullshit names. Uh, huh. Mel- no. Shut Henry up, bitch. That's and right. Humility. Okay. <laughs> um, and so uh, we now get more live action because they're skipping rocks in the water. And they cut back <laughs> no, to a live no, action no, no, part no. of water. Skipping to throw rocks, rocks in. would imply some degree of skill and <laughs> okay, or dexterity. They're doing what my goddamn three year old does when he goes to the beach, which is pick up a rock and throw it in the water, then go and pick up another rock. And throw it in the water and pick up another rock. This can go on for a fucking hour, even more. I was there. What are you talking about? That's quiet time. What are you talking about right now? That sounds magical. Here's the thing. You can't just walk away from a kid who's at the water's edge when they don't know how to swim. Because You know what, Chan? Watch me. (laughs) I would. But I'd also, I'd just teach him how to swim and then be like, you're on your own, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's this little thing called a goddamn pandemic that has prevented us from teaching him. Mm-hmm. Regrettable. Is that new? What? I'm not familiar. What 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 pandemic's going on right now? Does because that my president spirochetes. It's spirochetes. My, yeah. my president said spirochetes ended in February of 2020, and yeah. there were zero spirochetes cases. Mm-hmm. Yep. Burn your masks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy I lost all those Facebook friends. Okay, so, so yeah, so we have like 92 uh, uh, at least uh, shots of water having rocks thrown in them, and it was wonderful. And this leads us to meeting our uh, Native American friend. Uh, they in refer a to a very horror movie kind of way. Oh, He's that's right. Back to this water that's like you know plonk 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 and ripples. You know, like yeah. like water yeah. does, and then it goes crystal clear, and there's a brown man staring at them. It's true. So one person on the Davy and Goliath staff went to art school. You could tell, you could tell by that one angle, which quite honestly, if it wasn't this, was a pretty gosh darn good angle. It's not gonna lie. Know, it, it was terrifying. Now you learn his name is Samoset, and he's an he's an Indian, as I'm they sorry. would say. He's a what? He they they refer to him several times as an Indian. No, no, no. well, they the first time uh she calls him a brave. Oh, she oh, does call him okay. Right? And to be fair, I thought it was really weird when he started referring to himself as an Indian. Yes, that was very weird. And it's it's very clearly a, look, we don't want to confuse kids. Let's just pretend that that's what they called themselves. 
also i feel like at this time that's kind of what the animators thought they called themselves that's that's probably they, true they called themselves no, i don't think you're wrong for sure. um and then it starts raining and so he has to take them back to their house because they can't get back to the house without i don't really understand exactly what their problem was but he needs to get them back to their house because it's raining and they'll turn you know they'll 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 melt they'll they'll melt like like macarthur park i don't know because somebody would leave a cake out in the rain mm-hmm that's the reference I was making right there. Yeah, no, no, we get it. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> just to back up my assertion <laughs> that uh, um, uh, the these Native Americans can't be uh, malicious because they're just dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, it's regrettable. Me, Somerset. He speaks English. A little. Well. <laughs> Indians help pilgrims. Uh, well, I mean, the part that kills me is they get to the house and uh, Davy and Sally go inside and they get like towels and they're drying themselves off. And poor Samoset standing there in the doorway, covered in water, like beads and beads of water all over his face and head and body. And they're just like, yeah, you're still here. We're done. We're done, dude. Why yeah. are you still here? Why? Go away. <sighs> Everything about this is so disturbing. Just seeing be- beads of water on like a claymation face that's already like kind of done in a disturbing way is just yeah. so, it's such a weird visual. And then everything that happens next is so weird. Like basically the parents come back. They're like, oh, oh good. Our kids are here. And they're like, yes. I'm like, Indian dude found us and delivered us home. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God, what if he comes back? And then the dad who like has a gun. He has a gun. But actually, okay, I, yeah, I, I, skipped this over. makes sense. He used his one bullet to try and shoot his wife. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, uh, Sabo set just, t- just leaves. He didn't even say anything. He just turns and walks away because I guess we're done here. Okay, bye children I just saved. Don't give me a, a god darn towel or anything like that. I guess I'm just going to see myself out, you bitches. So, yeah. And so the parents freak out like crazy. And there's a great moment because, yes, they worry that he's going to bring his friends and they're going to ransack our house. And I'm like, aren't you part of, like, a community? And I don't Wait, you did skip over when he tries to shoot his wife, though. No, no, yeah. that's the next part because he gets his no. gun. No. They go outside. No. They go out looking for the kids. And that's when. Oh, excuse uh, me. Yes. They're just okay. like, yeah, like, like rooting around in the forest not knowing what and he looks around sees like a shadow and clearly uh <laughs> a bear or fucking uh dirty native american and takes a shot yeah takes a shot not he's even not just like either he's too terrified and he's trigger happy or like he kind of knew it was his wife and was like well this is my opportunity to shoot her mm-hmm. that's the one right there oh a, a tragic spent. hunting accident because <laughs> and her tone see makes me feel like it's happened before yeah she's, she's she's pretty unaffected by it like she's like she's really blase stop Edward, it's me. You know, he doesn't seem that broken up about it. Yeah. (laughs) He does not. He doesn't. Edward, it's me. This is like the 33rd time this month (laughs) you've taken a shot at me in the dark. Why do I even come out with you here anymore? I'm beginning to suspect it is not an accident. (laughs) Sir, if this (laughs) happens 33 more times, we'll have words. (laughs) 
It's crazy. So then they say, oh, the Native American, he's going to come back. And he does come back with food. Ah. Uh, they say that they were helped back by an Indian. And the old people are like, they're delirious. Clearly, that's not something a brown person would do. Help. I'm like, Jesus. And then you see a shadow in the window. Again, it feels like, uh, yeah, there's one person on staff who just loves Hitchcock. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fly it in this and I feel yeah. good about myself for the work I'm doing here. But and, also uh, the, the mom or someone is like, what if he br- he could he could bring friends back and kill us all? And then the dad who used his one bullet and clearly hasn't reloaded it because it's the type of gun that you need to like, you know, reload with lots oh, of gunpowder and things like yeah. that who he uses one bullet on his wife. Uh, he turns his gun around and is getting ready to like beat the shit out of whoever comes through that door. That's right. I forgot he was going to use it as a club. Yeah. Yeah, He's going to beat him to death. Now, you know, bad, bad plan. Um, and they bring food and they bring, he brings over his two friends. They were right about that. He brings over Squanto. Oh boy. Who's going to teach them how to fish. I believe that is an actual historical person. So yes, it is. That's fine. Yes. No. Yeah. And Ovamek, who's going to teach them how to uh, plant maize. Plant maize. And then we have some sort of weird scene where now they're like integrated into the family, but they are very clearly second class citizens. And we get a distinct vibe that mom is boning um, Samoset. Right. I'm not making that up. That was clearly there. Which also, like, wouldn't you if if it's if you have this weird, like, flabby faced, sour pussed husband, and then all of a sudden this dude comes and he's like, I know how to do a lot of shit, and I'm like pretty in shape, and I'm I'm not fucking eight year olds behind the barn. Then then you get some. If you're Mrs. Pilgrim, you get some. Mrs. Pilgrim, God provides. <laughs> God provides food. <laughs> God provides yeah. dick. You're going to yeah. be fine. And then literally we get to the end of the episode because this is somehow that was 13 minutes, everybody, and 55 seconds. Uh, and then they, they come back. So and then, so at the end, the dad's just like, so now do you understand the meaning of provide? And in my head, I'm like, no, not even a little bit. That didn't help me a bit. What was provided? You guys went somewhere. You had no idea what was going on. You got bailed out. What did you provide for yourself? Yeah, it, it it is a very it is the most uh entitled crazy view of of crazy way of looking at shit by saying like oh we're so great that God God will provide for us because we're awesome so that even he'll even provide people for us to That's do our work thing. for yeah. us. It is yeah. it is a, a pretty fucked up fucked up lesson. To have uh, this being made, I believe, like pre like uh, civil rights movement and to have the moral of the story be God put other people on this planet to serve us, the white people, yeah. as your main lesson of the thing for children. You know, of course, boomers are fucked up. Of yeah. course they are. I just want to say Samoset provided for Anne mm. and. Well, God knew when the pilgrims came to their new land, they'd need to learn to grow maize and catch fish. Uh Uh-huh. So, he provided 
plan to use the Indians to help the pilgrims in their new homes. I'm sure of it. What's this for? I think Goliath is trying to provide for mother. <laughs> Goliath is providing for mother. Goliath is. I didn't think we could have a worse speech than the Care Bears kids uh, Thanksgiving <laughs> Day speech, but I was wrong. That was ten times worse. Oh no! And, I'm, uh, I'm, problematic I'm and racist. Cutting all that, all I wanted was the end there. The uh, uh, no, Goliath use the whole thing. What are you mother. talking about? That what? was brilliant. We need that speech. Yeah. No, we don't. That speech <laughs> needs to be in this episode. Ugh. Needs. Chan, I need you to provide that speech into no, this episode. No, I will not provide for you. That's something your wife can handle. And if not, you know, Look, find an eight-year-old behind the barn. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. What is happening right now? Don't, don't ask me to provide. And that, <laughs> that is the end of Davy and Goliath. I have a strange feeling. Most of the other episodes are equally as problematic as that one. That seems about right. <laughs> I mean, it feels like they really like did themselves a problematic favor by leaning into this source material of the first Thanksgiving. But, I mean, uh, here's the yeah, thing. that's a bad message. Ago, it's yeah. Well, you think about it like this came out in like what 1960. And, you know, uh, uh, boomers, uh, uh, you know, we're all in their like teenage years, mid teens or below. And this is this is the bullshit that they were being fed. And you wonder why people in textbooks are, are uh, people in Texas are terrified that their textbooks are going to have critical race theory in it. You know, it's just, of course, this is where they came from. This is the viewpoint of the world in the year 2021 to a large percentage of the country still. So, of <laughs> course, they're messed up. Uh, I will just say that I feel like really what we're doing here is hitting some pretty low-hanging fruit. Uh, Davy and Goliath is obviously problematic. Um and the reason why I know that is because I scroll down a little bit here on the YouTube uh, and see that the comments are turned off. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, no. what, what have people been saying on here? They're like, no, 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 we're good. Uh, yeah, I, I, for a peek behind the curtain, I, I was tasked with finding a Thanksgiving episode. The Pac-Man Halloween episode, I was told, was not the worst thing we had ever watched. So I made it my goal to find something extra terrible. And on Wikipedia, there's a whole Wikipedia page that lists every Thanksgiving episode of every show ever written. Uh, like from Alf to, to I mean, just like every, every Simpsons Thanksgiving episode is on there. So I, I went through it. That's and great. just clicked on anything that sounded, anything animated that sounded terrible. <laughs> uh, and I specifically was looking for like before, like pre like 1987, because I feel like that's when everything would be particularly bad. Uh, and when I saw this, I just, it just sounded terrible. It looked terrifying. And and I think I didn't disappoint. Psycho Andy did say it, what, it was still not as bad as B.C., yeah, BC Thanksgiving was rough. Uh, I'm not gonna I lie. I like this. I mean, I liked BC better because 
at least like the animation was a little oh, bit fun, like fun stuff was happening in the animation. Whereas this just made me feel like I let a, I let the devil into my house and, <laughs> and like now I can't get rid of him. Like while hey, we were watching it, I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> based purely on running time. I like this better. <laughs> yes. This was very short. Uh, you can throw as many terrible 13 minute episodes as you want to be. <laughs> 13 I minutes will survive and 55 them. seconds. Stop Excuse shortchanging me. that extra awful 55 I, seconds. I keep taking the barrel scenes out of it. I apologize. <laughs> Guys, I can't. Until you've seen that, we'll put up links on knowing uh, at G.I. Joe podcast. Gina, uh, 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 can you please send me a link to this? I will put it up right away. Uh, because I can't do justice to these scenes. You have to just see them to really understand how uh, upsettingly long they are and how incredibly cheap they are. Yeah, it'll make you feel weird inside, inside your soul. But thankfully, through this episode of David and Goliath, I have found the Lord. I have found him in my soul. <laughs> I am now the purest of believers. Give me my lamb's rejoicing. Oof, boy, if there's one in your soul, well, there's just be a whole bunch more that'll be coming around. Oh, my man. soul is filled with spirochetes. <laughs> Honestly, my oh, stomach right feels there. a little bit like I've got uh, lambs rejoicing in there right now. So maybe we should wrap this up pretty soon. <laughs> I think it's the candy corn that we ate. Ugh. And we talked comfortably about the candy corn on this episode, right? Enough. Enough. Yeah, so you guys. We'll- We'll post that video of, uh, in the Patreon if they want to see. Yeah, I think we should, and we do. Thanksgiving yeah. dinner candy corn, which is, as you might expect, an abomination. Green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, Ugh. stuffing, turkey dinner, apple pie, and coffee, all in candy corn flavor. Even I stopped eating it. And you can't tell which is which because some of them are the same color. Correct. So, yeah, like coffee is the same co- co- color as stuffing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One's okay. Bad. One is not. And that's our show. Much like the the candy corn, some of this was okay, but some of it was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would actually argue most of it was not. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. And you can hit us up at patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Really, don't you know, donate, uh, be a member at any level, and we will invite you to these watch parties. Uh, you can help at a certain higher level, pick out what episodes we watch. Brian Rapp, uh, a friend of the show, he picked out uh, the uh, Care Bears episode that we watched last week. And we, we kind of looked at it and we were just like, you know, we hadn't decided what we were going to watch yet. I think this is it, right? We all just sort of looked at each other and collectively went, yup. So here we are. We did that. Um, so, and you can hit us up at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Nope. I know better than to ask that question, but I keep thinking something's going to happen. And then it doesn't. And I'm left completely hung out to dry <laughs> because dead air is great for radio and podcasts. Thanks, you guys. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Facebook at or Facebook, Twitter at GI Lost the Thread at GI Joe Podcast on Twitter or individually. You can hit me up at Almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. We got real, real close to doing a full hour about a 13 minute, 55 <laughs> second cartoon 
And I would just like to say, great job, us. We did it. We have a lot of extra hot air just just sitting around, <laughs> just waiting to be blown out. That's true. And I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Watch the Lions lose to the Bears. It's it's the Red Rocket Andy Dalton uh, for the Bears. It's going to be very exciting uh, to watch us go completely down in flames. But what if we win? That's all I'm trying to say, you guys. This might age terribly, but what if? Hey, Gina, what if we I win? think Ray's mic cut out. Can you hear him? I haven't heard him no. for the last couple seconds. How dare you both? Hi, harumph. You both, uh, and we will have lots of Thanksgiving Day stories, I'm sure, to share next week. Um, because, well, Chan, you're going to Vegas, and Gina's coming to my Thanksgiving. So, y'all, we're going to have some stories. We're going to yeah. have a lot to talk about next week. I have a you'll very strong have feeling. You'll things you'll want to talk about. <laughs> I will, too. Good night, everybody. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.